Welcome. I'm back here in my mom's basement. The dedication of the Mosaic Arc to our quest has taken me back down Route 66 into Texas and and my my memories. This time, I promise. Well, I promise I tried. <laughs> is it is it a sin to make technical mistakes? Is it a sin to? Try to keep to your schedule, even though you're not really tech ready for anything. Kilts is doing this from her phone this time. We are here to take care of you because we need to talk about sin. Is it a sin to say you love someone the whole world is supposed to hate? Is it a sin to say that you love someone who called, caused millions of people to die? Is it a sin to say you love Lenin, Che Guevara, Stalin, or Mao? Is it a sin to say you love Genghis Khan? I mean, we should just cue the hue right now, right? And, and, and be done with, and you guys will enjoy our... No! Is it a sin to say you love Attila the Hun? Probably not, most of you don't even know who he was and why we would worry about that. Is it a sin to say we love Winston Churchill? Is it a sin to say you love Adolf Hitler? Is it a sin to call for forgiveness of those who caused millions of people to die? Is it a sin to, call, to love Margaret Sanger? Ho oh, ho! You know where we're going tonight. We need to think about what is sin and how we deal with it. This is an appropriate, we thought, meditation for our Advent season. So yes, the Mosaic Arc is going there into the stream. Welcome. Uh, we're on, we're on, we're on, we're on, we're on. Now, so you will see that both of us are from undisclosed locations, uh, different from our usual undisclosed locations, which is our our, 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 our amazingly well-designed sets, which we don't have right now because this is the holiday for penitence and reflection, and you're going to get my dog in the background because he's trapped here in the basement with me, hiding away from all everything that's going on upstairs because probably there's family things going on. How are you, my dear? <laughs> good morning. 
it's afternoon here. I this is this you know to stream to stream at this time so that we can keep to all of our holiday schedules it means I have to start drinking at tea time. How's that? Cheers. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not supposed to be conscious for another four hours. <laughs> oh, come on, you people living there under on down under. What are you thinking? Convict time. Convict time. We well, do, we do what we want. You know, um, we, we're all going to be convicts by the end of this stream. So shall we? Shall we start right straight in? With with, yeah, with, with the gang, most gang, gang. with the most famous <laughs> sinner of all, right in in the in the internet sphere. Although we do have people in oh, my yeah. in DCR in the Telegram chat talking about how nothing Yay is saying is going to make any difference whatsoever. It's not going to make anybody pay any attention to the actual issues that he wants to call us out. And yet everybody seems to keep talking about it. So let's talk mm-hmm. about it. Should I warm you up a little bit more? <laughs> You're not awake yet. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, that's the argument on whether or not the art is going to make a difference to them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so we've been talking about that a lot in the in the stream, saying you know we need to understand what the the White Lives Matter T-shirts were about. We need to understand what the fan response is. We need to understand what the claims of presence is. Let me. I'll just I'll just fast forward and tell you. So I I it, on my drive on my road trip, I had a, the opportunity to have a long conversation about autism, <laughs> and what's interesting about that is what one of the things that that Ye is saying is um that you know it, whatever it is maybe he's autistic right and 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 then i started thinking about well what what would that look like and how would that help us understand sin and i think i have a way in i ha- i think i have some steps here um and that he's actually showing us uh what sin means and and how to think about what sin is but i'm i'm also getting there to a place where i think we need we can understand christ better so we're going to go from yay to autism to Christ. How's that? <laughs> Shall well, we are we are going on all this because going from white light to white light and and from I don't know um, why are some people I think I think maybe I need to settle down on this. It's like, why are why are some of us able to hear what Ye is saying and others simply aren't? Why are some of us saying this is great, he's showing us something that we really need to see, and others simply saying, No, he's crazy, right? And those are the two poles, right? It's like he's either I mean the the the, the strong one just like he's breaking the Overton window because he's getting everyone talking about things that we really haven't talked about ever. Um, you know, having having this conversation about can we can you love a mass murderer? Well, I mean, he has made the point I think many times that there's plenty of people out there who, um, some people seem to have no you know qualms whatsoever about saying they love. I mean, everybody like loves Mao, loves Lenin, loves Stalin, and and to say love loves Hitler, you're suddenly over the over the over the barrier and into. Um, a land where Dennis Prager did a a piece that got shared around a lot. I think I saw it in my email feed like every day for two weeks. Um, Those who deny the Holocaust, if there's no 
there's no hell if those who deny the Holocaust don't go there or something like that, right? It's like it, the, the, there are, oh, yeah, there, there yeah, are yeah, absolutely yeah. unforgivable sins, and apparently Ye has fallen into one of these, right? That the, the, this, if you, if it, he hasn't actually denied the Holocaust, which is interesting um, at all. I mean, no. he's, he has, no. I haven't ever heard him say that. Um, it, he's, he's not denying that the event happened, he's, he's denying the, the significance of the history as opposed to the mythological character that Hitler has been given to play in our cultural um, uh, consciousness, which is apparently an unforgivable position to take. If you, if you don't absolutely share, oh, let's see, the myth that we're all supposed to believe in, you are to be cast into the outer darkness and damned. Um, well, he's, he's breaking mythological taboos. Yes. More, more than historical, uh, more than uh, uh, a kind of uh, infringement on uh, historical uh, narratives. Mythological he's breaking the mythological taboos. This is okay. That is exactly. I knew. I knew I could count on you once I get you warmed up and woken up. Come on, come on, come on. That that we're dealing with taboo here, and therefore we're we're dealing with a particular feeling for what it means to be able to be part of the community. I mean, that's a sort of Evo psych version of things, right? Yay is being told he can no longer belong to not just polite society, but society at all. I mean, given with the, yeah. the, the cancellations and stuff like that, you are not allowed anywhere near anybody else because here, oh, let's see. It's it's very interesting that this all started. The White Lives Matter shirts were in Paris Fashion Week. And guess guess how Ye had shown up at Paris Fashion Week, which is apparently fine at the time because this, this image now that I'm showing ran everywhere, which is Ye up to his, you know, hips in, in mud, basically, <laughs> which I, I, you know, mythologically interesting. Here's the Balenciaga opening a Paris Fashion Week, and there he is in those boots that he keeps wearing, walking oh, yeah, yeah. through a catwalk covered in sludge, as, as far as I can tell, in some kind of, like, military outfit and a hat. And there he is in Fashion Week in mud. I wonder if he knew what was going to happen in the next month or so. Because this is this is of course an image before any of the mud started getting flung about the white lives t-shirt matters t-shirts because those I think Candace and he were showing off later in the show. So here we are, prophetically, yay, covered in slime. Yeah, yeah. And yet that one was actually okay, right? It was okay for him to be covered in slime. The other thing that, interestingly, he's done in the past in these fashion shows, which I didn't appreciate because I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm having to newly obsess on him to figure out what's going on. Um, he's actually showed up at Fashion Week um, wearing other alarming costumes prior to White Lives Matter. Um, this one is, I think, from a, a couple of years ago, maybe last year. I'm not sure. In a mask. Oh, the sludgy one? The, well, it's a kind of like got like 
teeth or something on it. It's it's hard to say. Like got like got claws or something coming out of his mouth. It's 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 as otherwise he's wearing like a, a bomber jacket and some shiny fabric pants and probably Yeezys. I am so completely fashion illiterate. I have no idea. I, I should know what <laughs> I should know what the Yeezys look like, but I don't. Um, but it's it's so he's you know he's made a, a a practice in these fashion appearances of doing alarming things like walking around in mud at a fashion show or showing up in a context in which he as a celebrity is supposed to be wanting to show off his face, but instead he's they're masked. Oh yeah, he's one woman. He, he wore other picture somewhere. Uh, he was in a green jacket with a Confederate flag patch on the arm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so are we actually alarmed? I mean, it's like it's interesting that the alarm, the, the alarm bells have gone off so strongly because he's he. I mean, and some people are saying, oh well, you know, we I saw it coming ages ago. Of course, he's he's already this. But it, it, I do find it therefore interesting that. At least this time with his performance, it, it either we're now talking about it, right? It's it's burst out of the, the the little bubble of the fashion world into at least you know our conversation um, to the point where we're saying, okay, so what's going on here? To the point where in this video, this is a still from this video I think that I saw ye- yesterday on Telegram. He is in a very plain mask, but you can see his eyes better this time reiterating again the the love for mr hitler um and saying you know that i love everybody and i at the moment i took this still saying god tells you know god loves everyone so we're we're here in a mask why a mask why you know it's like why over and over and over again a mask and this one is hit the a drawing of him in the mask that he wore um on alex jones with some graphics around it saying christ is king what are we going to do with these the, the masks and the the tricksterism and the willingness to stride around in mud? Um, what's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> you, you're 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 just waiting for me to do the read this time, aren't you? Saying she's 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 got a plan here. Okay, so I I just I just that was the last of my yay images. So I guess I'll do your plan. Well. He said he's autistic. What do we mean by that? Do we have any knowledge of what autistic is? Um, Cheryl says kilts is barely audible. Um, I can hear her fine. I think I think you're, it's it's gonna it's gonna be what it is. Okay, uh, Mel's there. Hi guys. <laughs> What do we mean by autistic? Is it is it an actually meaningful thing? I mean, we're talking about, you know, he, everybody keeps saying he's insane. And I think in, in the video where he's talking about loving everyone and and just he's in, in front of the church, right? They've caught they've caught him on camera in front of the church uh, that, he, you know, he's 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 clearly gone completely over the edge now. I mean, this is a man who's wandered around in masks for some time in his career. I kept finding yet more pictures of him in masks. Um, he goes to fashion shows and walks around in mud. And now we're saying he's insane. Really? OK, well, of course, obviously, you know, everybody said he was insane when he showed up in the, the MAGA hat. But now even MAGA people are saying he's insane. 
Yeah, because he's wearing the wrong hat. Yes, and these masks and saying things about loving people. In in the same video, I saw another clip of the video. He shows them a picture of Hitler shaking hands with Einstein. So the 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 the, the Nazi shaking hands with the Jewish genius. And and he just asks him, "What do you think about this? What do you think about this?" And I, you can see that he's he's testing something. But I want us to think about what he's testing. So, do we do we have a definition of autism? Is is it even a meaningful thing for him to say that he is? Well, I mean, sure, but like this is kind of an argument about neurodiversity in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's a buzzword now, um, and. You know, they've expanded all of these categories of uh, neurological uh, neurological styles and, uh, you know, made a definition. I, mean, I don't know if they're like, pathologized, but uh, people are encouraged now to define themselves as neurodiverse, neurodiverse um, and be on various spectrums of neurodiversity. So... That, that culture has kind of emerged where uh, people are uh, they're encouraged to be accepting of neurodiverse people and yet won't allow them the uh, free range wrong space that they need in order to function neurologically however they need to. Which is kind of interesting of saying it so I have I mean, I I think I'm neurologically diverse for sure. I'm kind of yeah. smarter than most people in my life. <laughs> I mean, and and yeah. and in in the in the sense of it's like it's interesting to me that neurologically diverse. It's like we're all neurologically diverse. If you really want to get into it, it's like if you're on the high IQ end of the spectrum, you're neurologically diverse because we do kind yeah. of sort of believe that intelligence is kind of sort of something that you have or don't like athletic ability or musical ability or yes there's different you know there's there's other kinds of you know intelligences or something like that but we still seem to claim that they're um neurologically based oh yes you think with your brain okay fine okay but so but this yes. you know the neurologically diverse in this context seems to be can you see something that other people see? Can you understand something? It's never neurologically diverse in a, this positive direction of either maybe I'm just smarter than you are. I mean, Ye has been saying he's a genius, which Tucker Carlson said of him when he was interviewing him, which I think is an interesting claim. There is there he is showing Hitler and, and the genius uh, Albert Einstein. Do we think Albert Einstein was neurologically divergent? <laughs> No, I so to me it's like it's 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 a sort of you know semantic grappling constantly over indeed how tolerant or intolerant are we of variations in people's perception. Well, it is. It's like it goes back to the whole tolerance and the, the diversity obsession in the first place. Mm. Like as you're saying this, I'm just thinking of like okay, you've got uh, you've got this idea that. Everybody wants to have ethnic diversity, but nobody wants to have actual ethnic um, manifestation. Like, it seems like, you know, in a multicultural environment, which uh, you know, we have in Australia now, and I mean multicultural, I mean multiracial, but there's this obsession over keeping everything multicultural because it's supposed to be um, 
cultural differences whatsoever. So what ends up happening is you enter into this like gray zone where it's an agreed exchange. It's sort of like a, a non-culture that's used for the exchange between all of the, the cultures that are existing together. They're very bland. There's no color in it. There's no um, um, there's no life. And like the moment you get too ethnic in that gray zone, people start getting nervous. So you have to stay in the gray zone. I don't know, there's probably like an anthropologist that has done some work on this, but this is just how it looks in my head. Same with the like neurodiversity argument. Everybody talking about, oh, okay, we've got different neurologies, we've got all these different kinds of brains wandering around, and yet all of these people that are supposedly diverse compared to the majority of the normies don't have it anywhere to go. They're expected to fall in that gray zone. But they're still conforming to the way that other people are thinking. You know, like hyper-intelligent people, like yourself, you have the academies. That's supposed to be the area where you guys can really go for it, like Formula One drivers that are at a racetrack. You know, there, there are particular um, spaces in the world that are created by people who want to demonstrate excellence in their particular talent or their particular gift. Um, yeah, you said this before. It was like, you know, me and Obama are like well, Formula One race drivers. Right. Everybody has, everybody has their thing. They find their little niche. They find their environment and they can go for it. The academies, you posted this article ages ago. It was a, 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 the Internet Freedom, a case, a case, neurodiversity was a case for Internet Freedom or something. Mm. It was ages ago. And it was talking about how the academies were supposed to be the places where the hyper-intelligent freaks yeah and you know what my experience in the academy has been i i i say i say these things like milo is a holy fool and now you know we're we've moved on we've leveled up right we've got to the rap of the holy fool and most people can't hear what we're talking about right it's either he's crazy you're crazy you're evil stop changing our you know stop challenging our perception you must be silenced and shamed and i can get a little excited about this obviously yeah so the, the yeah. i mean the double speak yeah. on the diversity is is obviously very frustrating um and so well, it's a form of gaslighting. yes it's a form of gaslighting. yes because for people like us who are not neurologically normal we don't we're not falling into the middle of a bell curve Right. So to tell us that we're accepted and we're, you know, uh, tolerate, tolerated, I mean, what even is that? Why would you tolerate someone? It's so horrible. Like, I don't want to be tolerated. <laughs> I want to be enjoyed. Or hated, you know? Hate me or enjoy me. You're supposed to be tolerated either anyway. Okay, fair, like, fair. I mean, I, you know, it you know would be I nice mean? to be enjoyed, but the, the, the feeling of, you know, barely suppressed rage at yeah, whatever it is. What it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, good for you. You're not, you're not the standard, uh, whatever bell curve we're measuring right now. You don't fit the metric. You're on the outside. You're on the fringes. Right. Oh, how amazing and brave you are. Make sure you don't leave that gray zone though. Well, I mean, it is so, it, 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 it's fascinating to me because I, I don't, I don't mean to diss Tucker because I don't know what he knows, but it was interesting to me when he was interviewing Ye and talking about him being a genius, but without any specificity. And I, I've said before that I didn't listen to Ye's music. I have more of it now, right? And I love it. And I, and, and I'm, I'm starting to realize 
indeed what the genius level may be in terms of the textures of the sounds that he's working with the the i mean we i was able to pick up on the playfulness of the the the, the language previously but his music takes a lot of re-listening to i mean it's sort of it's a yeah. i think it's better than just it's not just hypnotic right the rap of the rap which we let we left ourselves with last time was is starting to to feed into me and to say that i mean he's dangerous clearly because he is going to get people saying god is god is god is i mean he's he's, he's working at that level of quote programming that of course uh, I, I was reading an article today that's shared on my Telegram about the Fabians, and I get it now, right? They, oh, yeah. they've, they've been, like, H.G. Wells and the Fabians, they've been wanting to program us all for years, for a century, with their yeah. um, particular hypnotic suggestions. And Ye is, of course, deliciously dangerous to those claims. Just saying God is, God yeah. is, God is in that that beautiful song is incredibly powerful so i do say i mean i have substance to uh, appreciation of what you know sort of level of genius he might be but the what i what i realized in the the autism discussion that i was having is to a certain extent how this kind of ability to see difference is hated as as well and yeah. and and there were certain so uh, you know the the my my driving partner was explaining to me certain characteristics that fit with autism and you know I had understood my I think most of us have a kind of maybe most of us I don't know me I had uh, just the autists are those those guys usually guys it's more guys than women who are able to do incredibly detailed architectural drawings right and then. And socially completely uh, dysfunctional. Well, Ye doesn't seem to me socially dysfunctional. He's you know had, had has had a beautiful wife. He has beautiful children. He's you know a successful singing career. What does it make? What what sense does it make to say he's autistic at all? And then I started learning about some of the other characteristics that maybe are are sort of a few levels down from being able to do incredible architectural drawings from memory. Yep. <laughs> Which was, which is like the, the the highest level of autistic functioning is this this incredible ab- ability to r- process detail, right? But for those of us further down the spectrum, right, I was very interested to learn that it includes, for example, a feeling of constantly being masked in social situations. By the end of this, I was self-diagnosed as, you know, great up. I'm autistic too, but, you know, I'm, I'm jumping on the A train. So maybe, you know, we're all autistic. We are, you know, <laughs> by the end of us, I just want, I just want to be like, yay. So, you know, that the, the we'll go there. But I mean, one of the things I have, you know, I've, I've clearly talked about a lot in my own meditations is that sense of being masked. And it, it's a startling thing to to, to yeah. learn that, in fact, not everybody has that experience. They don't realize, you know, they don't think of themselves as wearing a mask when they go into social situations. I honestly, truly do. And you can see that, that I've written blog posts about it. Um, you know, yeah. the sort of masks of meaning. What does it mean to put on this mask, the fencing mask versus the professor mask versus the live streamer mask versus the um, poet mask? And I am very... Hi, I mean, I'm highly conscious of those as roles that I'm putting on. And this, to me, is comforting as a recognition that I can do, put on this role and I can put on that role. And they're not fake. They're just 
situations that I need to know how to navigate. Well, apparently this is one of the characteristics of what they call autism, right? And of course, autism, you know, it gets turned into it's it's a disorder. It's a, I mean, a disorder to me sounds like pathology, sounds like, you know, something that other people don't understand. So they want to put stupid labels on it. I just think, you know, you're not paying attention. So there, right? But it 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 fascinating to me that to find that Ye is has practiced this mask theater previously and so it makes a lot more sense that he put that mask on in the alex jones show which i've used on my blog as a as a joke about you know someone um what do you call it photoshopped it or you know meme pasted it into an image of him sitting at the desk of the oval office which i now and you and i have talked about this enough with the imperial problem see as yeah you know yay is showing how he's sitting there holding the world hostage. Well, we've been held hostage by whoever's been sitting in that Oval Office for some time <laughs> with those imperial flags on either side. I'm, I'm kind of surrounded in my, in my mom's basement by images of, of the Empire, too, because there's a lot of, you know, patriotic imagery down here um, that, you know, Ye has been wearing these masks. And I think, you know, I, just as I have been with... The mask that Milo wore when he came and was on the stream with us back in Three Craters back in 2018, or the mask that I wear when I, I, you know, understand myself as fencing bear as opposed to Professor Fulton Brown, that it, I get the mask thing, and therefore I, I'm starting to think that I understand why Ye finds them useful performatively, which is is is, yeah. is one stage, right? So masking and and recognition of social situations as particular kinds of performances. Well, it's like those African ceremonies when they mm. you know, they're, they're uh, like I mean the, the kind of uh, shamanism in the sense that you you disappear or an entity to emerge in a particular ceremony, but it's not just entity, it's the messaging of whatever you're channeling. And so if, you, if you're not removed from that particular um, situation, it's still you there, not the message or the entity that you're channeling. Right. So when he's talking, he's masked, he seems to, to be doing this, you know, he's channeling. Uh, not in the sense of voodoo, but he's, he's channeling his own thoughts and, and um, you know, the influence of the Holy Spirit, really, and, and kind of physically from that situation so that he can be the, be the medium of the message instead of, like, uh, uh, being a personality, being a celebrity. You've anticipated where we're going. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so that that I, you know, I, I, I'm finding it's it's not a, not a um, coincidence that I end up fascinated by someone else who knows and understands the problem of masks, right? Okay, so that's okay. so autism one. This understanding of social situations, this particular kind of performances, and your feeling of yourself having to play role. 
I guess. I, I mean, I like I said, I, I appreciate that once once you hear a list of prop, you know, attributes, you could find yourself in them because personalities are very complicated. But I think this one kind of holds. Um, the chat is saying, "Spinning ball." Always told my students I'm a completely different person outside the classroom. This is I, t- you know, I use this in my training for teachers. It's like, of course, you are in a role in the classroom that has a certain responsibility, has a certain kind of performance significance that you have a responsibility to your students to be teacher in that role, which is not the same thing you are when you're Rachel outside of the classroom. Right. So to me, this just sounds like common sense, but maybe it's autistic. I don't know. I mean, this is like this vote. How many, like maybe you're all autists and you're all listening to us and you therefore understand masking. Um, Mel says, I've said, I forget what I look like until I see my reflection in the mirror. I I have a lot of trouble holding that. It, the, be, doing these live streams has been helpful to me because I get to see myself as others are watching, not just you guys in the live stream, but the the sort of having to do all those those clips, screenshots, so that we can put our covers on the YouTube videos. It's this feeling of reflection is very significant to me. It's a mask like, right. It's like, I can put this mask on that I'm in the live stream, but that doesn't stay stable as who I think I am, which now you guys think I'm crazy. I'm, I'm describing the performance element that you guys, whoever, right. Whoever's watching the performance element. If this is autism, interesting. I find that interesting. Does this seem, I don't know what's autism. I don't know. It's like, it's supposed to be, yeah. I'm thinking like uh, it seems like there's more ability to go into um, the realm of pure intellect. Well, so the next the next element that I highlight in my conversation is pattern recognition. So masking and ability to so this is now because i've listened to enough of yay's music over and over and over again and i'm reading his mom's book too which was was written by a ghostwriter that's like on the cover so it's not ghost but it's co-written by somebody else so i'm skeptical about the level of her voice which sadly we lost because donda west died after plastic surgery back in 2007 odd um that she just at one point she talks about um yay you know from the time he was 12 or 13, getting his piano and working on his music constantly. So, you know, wherever he was by the time he's in his mid-20s, he'd actually been practicing the composition for a long time. And, I mean, music is kind of pattern recognition, but that his his music is playing on all of these levels of different musical styles, the rap, the gospel, the jazz, the, the show tunes, I mean, I, I'm not musically literate enough to hear the layers there, but I'm hearing layers as I'm listening to his his songs and recognizing those are that's all pattern recognition for sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like archaeology mm. of sound. Yeah. Sounds modern, but he's sampling a lot of old stuff. But 
biological model. It's very, very interesting. Yeah, so that you're and 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 there's you know there's lovely melodies in the midst of the rap and the the sound of the electronic with the acoustic and it's all it's all like blended in in this this magnificent worship. And and also that I learned um so you know I've got um Jesus is King and then I'm going back and started with uh college dropout. And he's got Jesus walks there. I mean that that gospel song is already on his first album. So I'm I'm a, a little surprised that people who know Yay or think are surprised at all. Maybe they aren't, because he's actually con- pretty consistent in what he's been saying all along. It's it's not like he's like completely gone crazy in this in this last minute. He has been rapping gospel, pretty much Jesus walks. I mean, since the beginning, it's the thing he got his first Grammy for, right? So pattern recognition I, and also it's like you know I, that apparently obsessing so that you learn stuff fits autism too great I, you know it's a, it's a, it's it's it for me it's a um, hyper focus <laughs> shocker nobody listens mel yes nobody listens right and who's nobody's listening this is so frustrating okay so we've got masking and therefore the appreciation of social social performance pattern recognition apparently included on the spectrum is thinking in yes no now we got jesus on the spectrum right because <laughs> you let your yes be yes and your no be no by the end of this conversation i was thinking basically the saints are the autists they are the ones because it's a hot you know a strong sense of justice which is dissociated from a sense of disgust with the physical i say let me go back in the in the it's like yay walking around in that mud is very interesting because it's one of the things that Francis is famous for as a saint that he, you know, rolls around in the mud with the pigs and then comes back to the Pope and says, I did what you told me, which was go roll around in the mud with the pigs. Cause I'm so filthy. Now will you approve my rule? Um, that apparently it's, it's, you're not as physically, you're, you're, you're less likely to be physically disgusted with dirt and, and messiness and such, and more likely to be, very clear as we've heard yay being over the last several weeks about what's what's right and wrong and that that yay nay yay 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 (laughs) that yay nay of just justice allegedly is a part of the the spectrum that he's on now it's like by the end of this are we going to just like put him in a box and say you know he's 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 not dangerous he's just crazy which is the problem I think I think if if I have all of these traits, which all of these ones I'm picking out, I do, um, <laughs> which you will know if you follow me on my own my own journey. If this counts as you know on the spectrum and disordered, maybe we need to listen to the saints because they seem to fit on this this spectrum too a lot. Cheryl says everybody's everybody's on the spectrum. Indeed, we're all part of the rainbow. <laughs> uh, but it, but it's interesting that to 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 have this. The yay nay the justice element is is allegedly also part of the autism spectrum. They call me Cordal. Hello, chat. Hello, Cordal. Thank you for joining us. So if you add all of these things up together, you get masking, which we have yay jumping out of his limo or SUV or whatever it is in his mask, plus Pattern recognition plus a strong sense of justice. What's the outcome of all of this? 
when he's saying stuff like I oh, love Hitler, yeah. right? What? Mm -hmm. Oh, he's called Jane. Just by existing. Yeah. He has to keep talking. But the other thing that happens to autists is social ostracism, right? And and this is this is the sort of weirdness of you feel like you're working really hard to make to fit in. I, I've recognized this in myself too. The the sort of why I don't get why you know all of these masks I'm wearing don't seem to make me belong. I thought I was doing what they were doing, um, but there there's the because you're so willing to say yes, no, and you have this you know obsession sometimes with finding the links to everything and the pattern recognition. It's it's not a great recipe for being the um, the the uh, most popular. Why don't I fit in? Rudolph self. Yes, Mel. <laughs> well, but the, what's funny about this, okay, so how many script writers are actually also on the on on this strong end of the spectrum? You know, how much of our art is created by people who are longing to fit in, can't keep seeing the patterns, recognize the mask, recognize the the difficulty of justice and end up like yay saying I love everybody. This is very interesting. I don't know why. Maybe this should be on the spectrum too. Mercy. Yeah. Apparent, apparently, the regular people like kicking each other, kicking other people out for not conforming. I guess we knew that. <laughs> Oh yeah, which I mentioned in DCI yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, an old friend who's not a friend now, but uh, you know, I was studying about uh, Christian Lycus going to war against fascists that were invading them and saying that it was, you know, it was actually nationalists that were defeating the fascists. So to call nationalists fascists is retarded mm. because. It doesn't make any sense because if a, national, if a nationalist kingdom defeats a fascist invader, by definition, the nationalist, the nationalist in that situation will be guys. Right. But fast forward 70 years, uh, anyone that says they're a nationalist gets called a fascist. So I was having this conversation, uh, this is quite a few years ago, and then I got called a Nazi and a pseudo intellectual moron. <laughs> <laughs> So then, yeah, you don't get to 
to correct unjust mythologies in the culture. Let's talk about mythology. <laughs> okay. Which which one is Yay getting in most trouble for? Oh, I'm now showing. I'm, <laughs> I'm now showing an image of yes, the tabernacle in the desert. So it's interesting that Yay is getting in trouble for talking about the Jews. We will talk about. Yes. We we will not we will not talk about the Jews because that's a complicated term. Let's talk about the Hebrews, or the yes. the the um, Yahweh worshippers. I think maybe yeah. I, I don't know. We we need it. We need another category because the Christians are also, as Yay famously said, Jew in certain context, um, and Yahweh worshippers. Yes. What sin? Israelites. 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 Well, certainly yes. these are the in in the tabernacle um, camp. Which this is represent this image is representing the Israelites are the ones the tribes encamped around the um, sacred enclosure, uh, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, the Judah Judah tribe of Judah is only one of those twelve. The yes. Levites are the ones who serve in the the tabernacle, and the priest tribe, and there is and this is I I I was thinking about this because. I taught a course a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, at UFC, University of Chicago, on how to be good. <laughs> and we read, among other things, and we read, we read the Analects of Confucius, and we read the Gorgias of Plato, and we read the Nicomachean Ethics of Aristotle, and we read Numbers from the Old Testament, which nobody reads because it's boring. Not. It is actually very exciting. Um, it has a lot of the best stories in it, including, you know, the, the, the waters of Meribah and the, well, I see nobody knows those. Um, and we read the new Testament, including the letter to the Hebrews. Uh, we read the Benedictine rule. We read some of the Talmud in the penguin edition, the penguin classics translation. And we read some Thomas Aquinas. I give you the full syllabus because you need to understand that I do know the context. <laughs> yes. I am so I don't know whether owning being autist is good or bad. Apparently, Milo told me that I was. So Milo's right, right? I'm I'm definitely something, right? And if if, if I, the thing is, I don't I I'm, I'm so if I am autistic, so unwilling to be part of the club in those terms that I don't want to claim that. But maybe I am. But you need to know that I have tested out this structure in detail and one of the things to understand is the structure of the tabernacle worship as it was practiced in the desert as it's described in numbers which is basically a military camp which is why i like this particular picture because it shows like the 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 tribes in their little squares of military men and that it's a military camp serving the lord yes okay so we got that set up right now, in this military camp serving the Lord, we have the tabernacle, the interior, the Holy of Holies, which has some pillars that hold it up, and it's covered with hides. These are obviously later drawings, 18th or 19th century. I forget exactly where I got them. It's in French, right? The tabernacle with its covers. What goes on in that tabernacle? Do we, do, should, should we have a, a, a lesson in the temple tradition? Can, can we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, the tabernacle tradition. So t- you, you, I, t- I know you know. So tell me, what, tell me what goes on in the tabernacle. 
Oh, come on, you can do it. Um, to atonement. No, yes. So we have sacrifice and uh, the, um, the offering, the, the sin offering mm-hmm. to God, to the God of Israel. Within that space. And then there's the outer court and the inner court. Places where only the priests can access. Uh, the holy place where the Israelite people would go and uh, provide their sacrifice. And then the priest would uh, offer it to God, and then the holy, the holy, the holy is where uh, the high priest would go uh, once the uh, day of atonement to go through and uh, communicate directly with uh, the God of Israel. And how, how does he, how does he so right now? Yeah, I have the image of the Ark of the Covenant now. How does he communicate? What so what's in that temp? What's in that? So I've got go back and forth between the tent. There's this tent. That nobody gets to go into except for someone who's very specially prepared. And within that tent, in very particular, there's this box covered in gold with angels on top of it. Yes. And the acacia chest. Right. It's it's made of this very special, imperishable wood covered in gold. And this is so I think I mean I'm setting this up to say we need to understand the concept of sin because it comes from this practice, right? So if we, if we're saying yay has sinned by saying he loves someone he's not supposed to love saying, calling on people to forgive someone who's not supposed to be forgiven. And you're saying that this tabernacle practice is about sins and forgiveness or atonement. What is it? Yeah. Breaking the law. As the Israelites understood it, it was uh, uh, having broken the law that they were given, which outlines their sins before God. Um, so that's so, but that's let's, let's, let's we need to piece this out. What is sin in this kind of? So it's breaking the law, but the laws are. It's like it's the Ten Commandments. It's saying having no idols. So there's no image in this worship, yes. right? It's like the presence comes. We're going to get to have a lot longer discussion about like the psychotropic drugs that they're using in this practice. <laughs> I mean, you said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she grins. That, you know, there's incense. I didn't, incense yet. You didn't, get, you I didn't get to incense yet. Incense. Well, maybe, so no. maybe tell them a little bit about what this worship is like, right? It's like, what do you expect to happen in this tent. We've been talking about masks and potential trances. What's going on in this tent? Oh, sure. Um, okay. Well, it feels patriarchal. Mm. Priests are men. Priests were men. Um, and they were uh, clothed in a very specific way. They had to wear very specific clothing before they were allowed to go into the Holy of Holies. Um, of course, like spiritually prepared, but uh, what they were wearing was a demonstration of that spiritual preparation. Um, and then wearing something called the ephod, which is a rectangular gold plate that has precious stones embedded in one representing each tribe of Israel. So the name of each tribe of Israel was engraved in the 
What's on his forehead? Which had the name? The name. I'm drawing a blank. It's the name. It's the name. So he is carrying the holy name on his forehead. It's like it's he's masked as. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you it was early. Hey, I'm 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 deep. In, I'm running out of wine. You're gonna, you know, it's like I'm gonna have to surf from now on out because I've 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 given my libations to the conversation sufficiently. Okay, so he's he's in this costume. It's like recognizing. I mean, one of the things that that Ye has been saying is he's the priest of his own family. So the priesthood. It's like are these are these guys are these guys in a it are these guys safe is what I want to think about. They've, 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 he's worn this, he's got this breastplate on with the, the different gemstones, which oh, represent no, no, the, no. oh, no, is it, is it like safe I, going no, in this tent? High danger. High danger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny, I was talking to an electrician yesterday, which is kind of, uh, yeah, this is topical. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so the, the priest is, is he identifying himself as an individual? Right. Taking on the identity of all Israel. Yeah. That's the word that you've got. Therefore, he becomes the bearer of his entire um, uh, nation's sins and then goes into the Holy of Holies as all Israel. So instead of having every individual Israelite go in and then <laughs> have to face the wrath of God potentially for what. Um, what they've been doing, the priest goes in on their behalf after offering up the atonement sacrifice and then goes in to communicate with God on mm. behalf of all of the people. What what could happen? Uh, yeah. What what might happen? He's gone in he's gone into this holy place. I mean it's literally the Holy of Holies. Right, so the interior of that, yes. that tabernacle is what becomes in the temple. So the temple is is allegedly built on the pattern of this tabernacle. Yes. So these the same the same sort of out outside inside structure and the holy of holies mm-hmm. is. So I've read a lot of Margaret Barker and Margaret Barker I highly recommend because she talks about is like holy of holies is heaven. It's it's where God is. It's the presence. It's where the Lord is. And in the place of the presence, you have this box with the angel seat, which is where the Lord sits, and you as the high priest get to go in and. Goody, be in the presence. Oh, goody! <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I, you know, I think I think everybody thinks about this in terms of prestige rather than, you know, that they had to what I think it's a, tie a rope around his his body so that if he dies in the presence, they can haul him back out. Yes, yes, yes. Since Spinny Ball, didn't they wear an "I'm died, pull me out" harness? Yes. So the presence, I mean, are you meant to like, remember, we're supposed to be talking about what sin is. He's carrying this, he's carried the sins of the people and, you know, and, and, and in, in the letter to the Hebrews, which I said, we also read in the how to be good course, Jesus is described as carrying the sacrifices. It's interesting. It's, it's confusing. The directions are confusing from the Holy of Holies out into the world, like through the temple veil, which we talked about last time in terms of the reading the scriptures. Um, yes, you all have to do your homework and listen to the whole series. Um, <laughs> and um, that whatever's going on in the inside, outside, there's this this offering of atonement that the priests go in 
it, particularly in the Feast of the Atonement, which is the September feast, which we now call Yom Kippur, it's the recognition that these sacrifices are offered. They're carried through the veil into the Holy of Holies. The priest carries them. He could be struck dead at any moment because being before the Lord is meant to be terrifying. Not like warm and cuddly, right? Or powerful. It is, and and I like the way that you've described it. He puts on the whole of the people and the name. So he's not himself anymore. I mean, they, they take turns. The men take turns serving as the high priest. Um, Zechariah, when um, um, John the Baptist is, is uh conceived is serving in the priest and he's serving in this September time. Right. So that's how we know when Christmas is. We're going to do that one next week. Um, and th- in this, ser- <laughs> the serving uh, in the, in the, in the Holy of Holies, being in the presence of the Lord, if you, if you even touch the ark, you drop dead. Okay. Now what's sin? Yeah. <laughs> And this, this I think is, it's curious because, you know, it's like, oh, sin, sin, sin. There's no such thing as sin. What happens if you're covered in sin? Do you think? It's a bit like yay in that mud pit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like yay in that mud pit. Do you want to appear before the Lord covered in mud? Covered in <laughs> sin? Covered in filth? Well, ideally not, no. <laughs> I mean, so I will now in this stream define sin. Everybody listen. Are y'all listening? Sin is what prevents you from being able to see God. It's, it's that thing that cuts you off from the presence. It's the thing you want to avoid at all costs because it's the thing that it means that you don't get to see God. Do you really want to wallow in it like a pig? Oh, no. We want to sacrifice babies to Moloch. I always get like, I just like two cups in and I'm like yelling at the camera. <laughs> Being on unauthorized, I got a channel Owen every so often. Not Vox, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm t- got too much hair. But the... <laughs> I think no this is this is this is absolutely critical because all paganism in its sacrifices thinks of sacrifice as the thing that you do in order to get the favor of the deity so he'll be on your side and give you prezies right it's 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 yeah, you're, bri- you're, you're, bri- you're bribing uh you're bribing uh entities to give you uh favors it's yep. like a mafia operation it's like a mafia yeah, you're probably paying protection money to the spiritual mafia so that they use shit that you want, and then you would pay it back later. <laughs> you've got all the music. It doesn't really work the way you thought it was going to work. <laughs> yeah. And this Which is... the Israelite thing. Well, the Israelites always fell back into doing this. They always abandoned the tabernacle, and they always abandoned the temple worship for these other cult practices. Uh, following the gods of the heathens around them, setting it, uh, setting up their their groves, you know, uh, mm-hmm. setting up Asherah poles. And uh, well, that's the difference. Don't go to the Asherah. We'll be in trouble there. <laughs> yeah, I won't go there. But you know, Baal, uh, the Baal and Smolik and uh, everything else. 
ones that are going to give you all the things you want. Exactly. That so sacrifice not as I mean I don't the Moloch worshippers are not worried about sin at all, right? They're worried about here I give you this. It's the it's the magical I give you this, you give me that, right? The doet days, right? I give so that you give. So paganism in the ancient world and and this is to 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 really get this, we're going to explain to you in this stream promise why Christ died for our sins. Hold on. <laughs> and what that means and what that means to say why Christ died for us, the sacrifices of the ancient world are all about getting favors. So you and and what Kiltz has just said, it's like you give this 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 but it's like a it's like usurious loans. Right. Here's my child. You give me wealth. Here's my child. You give me a career. Here's my ch- oh right, bo- abortion. Right. I'm going to sacrifice my child. And that's what Ye has been talking about, too, saying, you know, the abortion is the the, the Holocaust of the um, blacks in the United States. It, you know, it's the, the abortion, abortion, Holocaust of offering in sacrifice because holocaust is actually the holy burned offering it's it's a technical term of sacrifice right it's the holy burned offering here you are holy burning your babies so that you get worldly recognition you get a hollywood career you get your political um you know election you get all of this stuff if you make that sacrifice to the demon Which, and now I'm showing surely the most unfamiliar picture that you all have ever seen because we're, we talked about this a little bit with Aries stand up about growing up Orthodox. And he talked about yeah, a particular practice called Kaparot, which is still practiced in the, the very Orthodox communities in brooklyn and skokie and and i i assume in israel i i saw some when i was looking for this the top picture in this image uh, apparently the orthodox communities in israel too and he's describing to you ari described in this situation the way in which the the sin is cleansed now in the the september rituals which is in the the most orthodox communities you take a chicken and you swing it around your head. I guess it's only the men that do this. So, I mean, Aries, they're demonstrating it. There's proof in the photo that people do do it. And uh, but but when you're swinging the chicken, you've already prayed all of your sins onto that chicken. Yeah. You prayed all of your sins onto the sacrifice that you're now going to give. And in in the way Aries described it, and I'm you know I'm. To a large extent, depending on Aries' description, although not completely, I have read other things about what this this particular ritual um, signifies, that you have prayed your sins off onto the sacrifice, which Aries points out, it could be bread too, but <laughs> that you feed to the fishes. And then it's no longer your sin. You've, you've, you've taken it off and put it onto this, in this context, the chicken, who, which is then sacrificed and fed to, Aries says to, gives to the, they give it to the poor, but um uh that that it's it's made as a sacrifice that the sin is taken away from you yes well in the old testament it wasn't a chicken 
No, it's bigger Star animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they needed they needed uh, red heifer. There were some other things going on there, but the the, the Old Testament prescription for these particular animal sacrifices were very complicated, and the animals that were used were specifically farmed for the purpose of being temple sacrifices. They were not. You couldn't just take a random chicken and put your sins on a random chicken. Right. The, the, the whole economy of Israel revolved around the, the, the rearing of uh, animals for that particular practice. Which were some of what was being sold in the temple when Jesus overturned the tables. Yes. That, yes. They, that they are yes. there selling the animals, the, the doves that the poor people are able to buy. So, for example, when yeah, Mary pigeon. and Joseph <laughs> pigeons, when Mary and Joseph make a sacrifice when they go to have Jesus circumcised, they but they offer some doves. Yes. Yep. Um. And then you know, uh, what bigger animals? I guess lambs. I'm not sure. I don't. It's like what's what's interesting about this is Christians. We're involved in this. We're involved in this whole system of God. You know, we want to be in the presence of the Lord. We want somehow to be purified. In, in, a, in a way that means that we can be in the presence of the Lord without being burned up yeah. and that sin is and, and, and so earlier in our discussion you were talking about taboos right and, yes. and, and it, there is there is you know things like wearing mixed fi- fibers in your clothes that yeah. feels like a taboo not a sin but it's it's what kinds of things make you unclean so that you cannot go into the presence. Yes. Yeah. You want me to list them? <laughs> no. Well, I'm saying it's like we're 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 about to blow open the whole economy, this whole salvation economy of Christianity. Finally, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but, and, and, go ahead. Well, that was the Hebrew economy. That's what defined Israel. That's what made it distinct from the surrounding nations. If you take away the salvation economy of the Israelites, the temple service and the tabernacle before the Ark of the Covenant, all you have are Phoenicians and Greeks and uh, and Romans. I mean, or, or Egyptians. You know? I'm back at Moloch in the pictures, by the way. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is, it's like, this is the, the, the tension between sacrifice your children to Moloch or put your sins on a chicken. Mm. I've gone back to the chicken now. Okay. We're back at the chicken. Um, <laughs> but but this, 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 is, this is the defining, this is the defining characteristic of being in Israel. Because, the, you know, the prohibitions the initial prohibitions on them not being allowed to marry into the other nations uh, was for the reason that God did not want Israelites leaving this temple service or this tabernacle service mm. for the strange gods that were around them. He didn't want us in spiritual mafia practices. So we had we had no other way of connecting with him besides the Levitical priesthood until Christ's incarnation. That was it. So if we if we live if, 
Still does. Still does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but the entire northern kingdom of Israel comes to these cult practices at one point. That's why that's why the, the tribes are lost. Like that's why they were lost. Entire entire northern Israelite kingdom just said like God said no, you you gotta go, you know. Because they they completely capitulated to this um, spiritual history. So what's Christ? And this what's is, Christ? we've been saying, we've been saying over and over and over again, Jesus is king, Jesus is king, Christ is king. When Ye shows up in his mask, he's saying Christ is king, Jesus is king. And we also, I'm showing the crucifix now, we think about yeah. Jesus atones for us. Jesus carries our sins. Remember back with the autist that we talked about a while ago and we have this strong sense of justice, this strong sense of needing to have righteousness. But on the other hand, I mean, this is the tension between justice and mercy, which I think Ye is also talking to. It's like, you know, there is justice, but there's also the loving of the, the, the sinners, which we all are. I mean, it's like literally only Our Lady is recognized as completely sinless. The rest of us, oh, what, Peter? I mean, I, when I think about the sin chicken imagery, it's like Peter's denying Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk about sin chickens, right? The cock is crowing <laughs> and it's crowing out Peter's sin of denying Christ over and over and over again, three times. No, I don't even know him. You've been his best friend and you deny that you even met him and he forgives you and you become the leader of his community so you know it's with gay is saying it's like that there's we we better believe that jesus forgives us all because not one of us is going to stand before that throne god i've got myself upset now not one of us is going to stand before that throne and not be completely covered in mud no no don't be thinking you're gonna be better off than hitler depending on what happened to Hitler when he died. If you think you can stand before Christ who died for you on the cross, ooh, I hope this is better reason to weep than somebody calling me rabbi. Really? Stand before the throne of our Lord who appears to us in his glory and pretend that you're not covered in mud. Really? You better hope he's forgiving. Man, I've got myself really worked up now. <laughs> I, I, I get so sick. I get so sick of the people sitting there tallying their virtue. And saying, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. You don't get to do that before our Lord. He carry. it's like, so, I got to compose myself now. But I'm not sure I want to. When we put all of our sins onto Christ, I mean, he's our sin chicken. And then we eat him. Yeah. 
And we don't give them away to the poor, oh, we, we do. We eat those sins that in the kaparat, apparently, you, you take off and put on the chicken and then give to somebody else to eat. Christians, you eat it. You say, and I've lost my place in my slides now. Got the arm of Christy now, right? You say all of these tortures that Jesus underwent, the nails, the, the ladder that he climbs onto the cross with, the, the, the cup that he drinks, both of, you know, the, the, the chalice at the Last Supper and the offering of myrrh so that he's drugged, right? The Veronica, all of these symbols, which look completely crazy and weird if you don't recognize them. And then what guy on CNN mom's picture that looks like the arm of Christie, which I'm not showing right now. All of these are placed on Christ. And it only works if you're understanding our relationship to God in the terms of the tabernacle, which is we want to be in that presence. We want to be holy enough to be able to stand before the presence and not die. And then you're saying, it's like you're standing before the presence of the creator who loves you who carried all of this for you. And then Jesus is saying, you're forgiven. Y'all better be weeping right now. Just saying. Well, our culture, like, as you're saying this, our culture now has, has a problem because the salvation economy is no longer the central uh, It's no longer the, the, the center of our economic existence. Instead, we have people gatekeeping everyone else from accessing this by denying that it exists in the first place or by saying that it's uh, more of a um, kind of metaphorical sacrifice instead of actually being the temple sacrifice for the Israelites. So, yay coming out and saying, I love everybody, I want everybody to be, uh, you know, to be Christian, I want everyone to recognize Jesus as king, is essentially uh, a recognition that without this uh, Without the cross as the center of, of, uh, of Western civilization, we actually no longer have a temple. We don't have an altar anymore. We don't have cultural sacrifices. We have no access to divinity without a cross. And it's kind of obvious now what's happening with Western culture. What happens when Western people don't have access to divinity? We become demons. Oh, yes, and so I'll show the next picture that I have, which is the Balenciaga bear with its its torment. Right? It's so interesting. So if you look at the devotional image, I'll go back to that so you remember that. Right, The devotional image with the instruments of the passion and saying that Christ suffered this. It's like he became the sin chicken for our sins. He took them all on himself for us, which is a radical transformation of the way that the sacrifices were made. Instead of putting them on an animal that then carries them in the des into the desert or is, you know, eaten in some other fashion. We eat him. We recognize our sins. He carries them for us. We are his people. We end up with, if without that, we end up with this caricature version of 
the Balenciaga bear in its bondage outfit with black eyes and, you know, all of this equipment around it, which is supposedly fashionable, right? The the chains and the glasses and the the little bag and heels. I don't know. It's it's so it's I mean, I find it interesting this display of it's not quote torture influence for the bear, but the bear is presumably having been tortured and that we recognize that, you know, we that the problem with this particular photo shoot was there's a little girl holding that bear. Um, that we are instead putting our, you know, g- sacrificing our children for the sake of, I don't know, fashionable clothing, the the approval of the world, more hits on your, you know, television program. It, it's it's like nothing. We we get nothing but inversions of. The actual sacrifice that Christ made, and and that the demons are constantly calling us into that inverted sacrifice because they want us making bargains with them, which they never, they cannot like honor because they have no honor. But it's a trick. It's always a trick, right? It's like the 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 uh, um, you know gaslighting lie of if you give me your child, I'll give you power. No. That's not going to happen. Yeah, you mind was going nuts earlier. We've got nut dogs tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it's it's the exchange. Israel uh, exchanged its own fertility for um, for tangible riches. And to be sterile, which is what we've done. Which is more the more important thing that you have been talking about. Mm.
situation as a priest of the household has plunged everybody into catastrophic chaos. So without them facing the household in that capacity of losing themselves to take on the household and to carry the household and to be responsible for the household, everything has collapsed and their attention is facing screen. All of that masculine energy, all of the potency of masculine energy is now being completely wasted on um, fantasy and illusion. Is the equivalent of, uh, of, of like a slow kill, mm. so slow suicide, because without men paying attention to them, women and children literally die. We can't survive without them. We don't. So the whole order of our civilization has collapsed just because there's no understanding of the patriarchy as well. There's no understanding of the patriarchy of what. So I'm showing now the image, that image of Ye and his, I mean, Balenciaga boots, which have an interesting ball rhyme in them, right? That he walked in the mud in the ball boots. And he's wearing the American flag like a stole, like a priestly stole in this um, particular photograph. And that we are being challenged by him in his, in the masks and in this, I mean, and also in this 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 priestly image, to recognize and here I'm showing Christ as king and high priest, and that 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 recognition of ourselves as Christians. What's interesting about this is like again, we'll end up in these arguments in in the internet world about you know Protestants saying we shouldn't be worshiping this that or the other because of X Y or Z, and they always come back to this: we're meant to be the priests and kings. Okay, good, do it. Recognize the way you carry the sin in before the people, if that's what you want, right? If we're priests and kings, we are responsible. And that lack of responsibility, that lack of willingness to do what I, you know, I do believe Ye is trying to do. I don't, I, I don't know his interior. I'm, you know, if I am autistic, I'm not good at reading people's social cues, but Hey, if he is too, then I get to play this game. Um, that we put on the mask of being, the one who carries the offerings before the people. I think Ye seems to be taking that on. Yes. And, and, and certainly doing it in a much more robust way than simply either offering your children to Moloch or blaming other people for your dis, uh, you know, dysfunction. I don't see Ye blaming anybody else. I mean, he's blamed, he's, he's said over and over again now, 
I got I lost all those deals. I lost all that money because I was being proud on Drinks Champs about being the richest black man. He does. He recognizes that you don't get to keep the stuff that, in fact, is from God. He says, God is. It's on God. It's on God. This is all on God. And serving before the Lord means recognizing that our sin is the thing, the only thing. It's it's sort of it's the opposite version of this is, let me see. Now it's Christ among the seraphim. The only thing keeping us from this vision is our sin. Right, that, that Christ promised us now, we have he has entered into the world, he's become incarnate. We're gonna get to yes, the nativity, surrounded by angels, entering into the world, becoming incarnate so that we can participate in his glory. And the only thing keeping us from the joy of this vision is our own sin. Yeah. Instead it's like the the whatever that marriage act that Biden signed yesterday saying, oh, yes, now everybody gets to like love and it's our right. And this is this is magical thinking. This is I made this offering. I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we're still functioning in a grudge economy, not in, mm-hmm. not in a salvation economy. So they can sign it any order they want. It doesn't it doesn't repair the damage that sin is doing to all the people that are engaged in behavior. Saying something's okay doesn't actually heal them. It it also doesn't make any sense of why God would say, this is behavior that cuts you off from me. It's sin, and, and this is the sorrow of sin, right? It's the sorrow of it because it's, you know, sure, sin all you like, but you're cutting yourself off from God. And that's what the scriptures seem to be saying. It's what the... The promise of the incarnation says, "I can I. I was so. I loved you so much. I entered into the dirt with you. I entered into the muck and the slime and the the physicality and the death because I loved you so much. I want you back. And then it's just so beautiful." <laughs> And instead, people say to God, you're nasty. You won't let me do what I want. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're judging their role as priests and kings. That's, that's what it is. It's like, you know. Christians, we're, we're, we're royalty. As you know, like in the Orthodox baptism, we get crowned. Mm. We're coronated at our baptism. And we're coronated if we get married to the crown martyr. Well, the, the, the idea is that no, you're, you're coronated. You, you become a, a, part, a partaker of the royalty of Christ because you've taken on his death and, and his resurrection. We're dead ourselves. We're alive in him. We oil. So we have to behave like royalty. But the culture now, everything is um, anti-aristocracy, but also uh, anti-noble. Mm. 
prefer it with the A too, you know? Right. They don't want him running around saying king, 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 king. What is it? What are we recalling? We recall the nobility, the true nobility of Israel, which is Christ. So he's upsetting everybody's everybody's fantasy. We can exist without a salvation according to because mm. we can't. If we if we exist in grudge, we exist like mafia. It's gangster's paradise. That right. That and that is what I hear him saying when he's saying, you know, we need to forgive. It, if you the the one thing that I understand that Christ does is he breaks the vengeance cycle. That in yeah. forgiving the those who crucified him, which he, you know, in our tradition, in the Gospels, we say, that's what he said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do, that he breaks the vengeance cycle and takes the sin on himself and becomes our sacrifice. Christ our Lord is sacrificed for us. Yes. And that being sacrificed for us, becoming our own sin chicken, taking it on himself, and then rising again, out of that death, he is, I mean, we, we, you and I have talked about this in the early stream, early episode of the stream about Christ in love with us as the lover knight wanting to take on all of this for us. But it, the, he's breaking the vengeance cycle. I mean, so when Dennis Prager says, you know, those who don't, you know, those who don't accept the, the way that the Holocaust narrative has been told, you know, in the, the, the mainstream concern not taking sufficient account of Churchill, um, go to hell, right? It's 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 the the constant calling for vengeance that Christ says, and this is what Ye keeps saying, it's uh, you know, we love everyone. We 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 are called by God to love everyone, to stop with the vengeance cycles. Mm-hmm. And I you know, to to say I, I'm not there now, but I, you know, I usually live on the south side of Chicago. Yes, we need to stop the vengeance cycles because there's nothing but gang killings. The number of young men like Ye, in so far as they're black and grew up in Chicago, who are being killed by each other right now because they're caught in vengeance cycles, is terrible, terrible. So I, you know, I think Gay actually has some cred, you know, street cred to be able to talk about what he's talking about, saying if you allow yourself to be caught up in these vengeance cycles, it never ends. The the sin chicken, the the Moloch op- offering cannot take that away because it cannot stop that vengeance, that that desire for vengeance. No, it's Judah versus Israel, Southern Kingdom versus Northern Kingdom. It's constant perpetual civil war. Mm. So you you can't stop once you enter into it. You cannot stop. But this is what we say: what happens with the incarnation that you know God enters in to cut off this yeah. cycle of vengeance. And and yeah. in the in the um, old English tradition, particularly. Um, in something like Beowulf, right? The poem is, is Grendel comes and eats the, the warriors out of Hrothgar's mead hall. 
And then Beowulf has to come kill him. And then because Beowulf has killed Grendel, Grendel's mother shows up <laughs> to kill some more people. And that that yeah. that horror of it's never going to stop. The vengeance cycle is no. never going to stop unless Christ becomes a baby and says, I will be your offering. I will take that on myself. I will be the sacrifice Yeah. Yeah. He's a Melchizedek priest. And then he turns around and tells us that we have to carry our own crosses too. <laughs> so the the image here is yay carrying the a fairly fancy crucifix, but it's we also have to recognize our complicity in all of that sinfulness, which is why we go to confession or it you know, depending on your tradition, recognize we did it. You don't get to put the sin on something else. It's ours. And I have to carry my own penance because Christ forgave me, but I also have to like recognize it as mine. Own it. And then rejoice with Christ. So what do we think about being neuroatypical last minute? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we see patterns others don't. Maybe we recognize the need to put the face yeah. of Christ on. Um There, we'll stop there. The best pattern is the temple pattern. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week to talk more about Christmas, right? Bye-bye.